Welcome to Every Block Rising. This podcast is dedicated to the realization that our world was imagined by someone and that we can imagine and build something much, much better for all of us. Let's imagine and create together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Every Block Rising episode brought to you by Florida Rising, where we build independent political power that centers historically marginalized communities so everyday Floridians shape the future. My name is Marjorie Bostwick Phoenix, and I am a member of Florida Rising and your host for today's episode. I'd like to introduce you to our guest today, Monet Holder. Welcome to Every Block Rising, Monet. Thank you, Marjorie. I am super excited to be here today. Well, we are excited to have you. So, Monet, we're going to get right into it and have you introduce yourself to the audience. Tell us what block you're from and what it is that concerns you most about your block right now. Sure. So, again, my name is Monet Holder. Um, I have the honor and privilege of serving as the Senior Director of Advocacy and Programs at Florida Rising. So I get to work with our research and policy director on our legislative priorities and our campaigns director on issues such as criminal systems reform, climate justice, reproductive justice, and expanding democracy. Expanding democracy includes things like voting rights, redistricting, census, um, so things that are important to our daily lives is what I have the pleasure of working on. Um, as far as my block, so I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York. Grew up a little bit in Miami, and now I'm based out of Jacksonville, Florida. So I'm representing Duval County. <laughs> um, so I, I it's, it's a lot of blocks on my mind, but I think one thing in common from New York to to down in North Florida is the you know disproportionate resources that are given to Black and Brown communities, and definitely um, the way in which Black folks are excluded from democracy in an intentional way. Um, I see it show up in things from voting rights all the way down to food deserts and communities here in Jacksonville. So it's something that I'm constantly thinking about as it relates to equity and fairness for Black and Brown folks in the state. Right, right. That is so true. You know, you mentioned redistricting. And it's something that, you know, people hear a lot about, we hear it in the news, um, but a lot of people really don't understand what that is and how that affects them. So like from my understanding of it, it's supposed to be based on this idea of the one person, one vote, right? Which, you know, is to make sure that every voice is represented fairly. But I I would love for you to tell the audience a little bit more in detail what redistricting is and why it's important. Sure. So following the census, which takes place every 10 years, um, states redraw their congressional, their state legislative and other district boundaries to well, the, the, the purpose is to ensure equal proportional representation within the state. That's what the process of redistricting is. When you think about congressional maps in Florida, they're drawn by the Florida legislature and the governor can veto the plan. That's why being engaged in a legislative process during redistricting is super important. Um, state legislative districts in Florida are drawn by the legislature as a joint resolution. The governor cannot veto those plans, so he can't insert himself into it or tell the, the legislature that they can't pass 
state level maps that they've agreed upon, but the Florida Supreme Court reviews those maps to make sure they adhere to state and federal law. So those are the, the first two layers of it. Um, when it comes down to local redistricting, which involves any county, city, school district, um, community, college district, or special district at all, um, the local governments are required to review their current district boundaries and redistrict them or redraw them based on new population figures from the census. So you'll see things happening for the congressional maps, the state level maps, and then in every county that we're in, we have 67 in Florida, there's a process to redraw the maps locally. It's important, I know you asked why it's important, because, um, well, I'll start with why the, even the census is important, because that's the, the baseline for redistricting. Census, it determines how much our population has grown and also has a direct correlation to how our community receives access to resources, how they plan for new public schools in our areas, hospitals, fire departments, to just funding for people in that area. A lot of businesses, they look at census data, well, most of them do when they decide whether they want to come into a population. So when we look at anything from your Starbucks or your Target, and you're wondering why there isn't one in my neighborhood, all the way to why there isn't a grocery store, it relates back to census data because they definitely want to see how many people live in a particular location. But then they, the second tier is how much money do they think they're going to make from that population of people, which is also another process that we're not talking about today. So those are just kind of like the baseline levels of redistricting and how it happens on each level. So yeah, I'll stop there. That is, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the census too, because one of the things that I noticed, especially for Florida Rising, is that there was a big push with getting people to understand um, the importance of the census. This is the connection here and to engage in it and, and to, you know, fill it out and to understand what that means, you know, for them and for that their community. So I'm glad you brought that up because now we're looking at from the 2020 census that happens, we're now feeling the effects of the results of that. So what particularly is happening here in Florida um, since the census around redistricting? Sure. So post-census, the census data was, you know, certified or um, concluded. And then um, that data was then taken to use for redistricting purposes in the legislature on last year, last session. Leading up to the, the legislature and even local governments, drawing maps and, and voting on maps and, you know, us pushing for them to hear public testimony as to how these maps should be drawn, whether it be to keep certain communities together or provide access for more minorities to take leadership. We, we just saw that redistricting shaped up to be more political than about people. And it, I mean, it's not, uh, we're not surprised, right? In Florida, we know um, with the, the the leadership makeup in, in the House and the Senate, as well as um, in the governor's mansion, um, black and brown people aren't thought of when it comes to anything and definitely not when it comes to redistricting. So the legislature took it, uh, the information from census, drew maps, and the goal was to provide fair representation. But we saw instances where there wasn't a lot of transparency um, in the process. Granted, we were in the midst of a pandemic, which made this both, you know, this redistricting process somewhat unique. But um, in previous years, there were more opportunities for public input. So there may have been roadshows in which the legislature allowed 
testimony from people across the state to weigh in on their map drawing process. That didn't necessarily happen. Florida Rising and a couple of other groups, you know, we did our job as far as educating the community that redistricting was happening because there wasn't a widespread um, education campaign around it, neither was for the census. Um, And then how do you get involved? So we asked folks, you know, reach out to your legislators, tell them why, you know, your community is important the way it is, or tell them what you need in your community and what they need to be thinking about. We also, you know, just advocated to make sure that minorities have representation. Part of what the redistricting process does is determine district lines. So um, I'm sure you'll ask me uh, about terms such as like gerrymandering and things like that. But we wanted to ensure that minorities, specifically Black folks in the state, didn't lose representation in their their in government. Um, and that happens oftentimes because we know that folks are voted into office based on who is in their district. So we found that redistricting this year or this time around was, again, a process in which folks in, in leadership or elected officials were trying to pick Um, their voters versus voters picking those who would represent them. So we tried to intervene in different places. Um, And now we're still, even though the redistricting process has, um, you know, ended uh, officially, we, meaning Florida Rising and a couple of other organizations around the state are in litigation around um, redistricting, both on state level as well as um, locally in Jacksonville. Oh, wow. Okay, so you guys are part of, because I have been hearing about uh, groups that have uh, sued the governor's office around uh, the redistricting. So when you look at something like that, this is, this is a massive suit that's moving forward. How long would something like this take? And what, what really is the ask then from this um, through this process of legal litigation? Yeah, I mean, so the, the biggest thing is fair maps, right? So when you... When you think about back, back to the term of like gerrymandering, so it's when you manipulate the boundaries of an electoral constituency so as to favor one party or a class. So you could think of it this way. Redistricting is designed to allow voters to choose their representatives, as I was saying. But when you gerrymander, it allows representatives to choose their voters, which is not the basis of democracy. Right. So gerrymandering itself is a form of voter suppression. And we know that voter suppression disproportionately affects people of color. And when, you know, legislators are able to cherry pick who their voters are, they decide um, whose votes matters and who do not. So what it does is it can either like eliminate um, people who are currently in office. And and we know that we have a good amount of champions in office here in Florida or it protects folks who are in office. And we know we have a lot of folks who aren't (laughs) champions um, for people in black and brown communities. It also discourages challengers. So, you know, part of um, Florida Rising's goal is to make sure that there are people from the grassroots from our communities who are representing us in office, right? So the pathway to leadership there. So if redistricting is done in in a partisan way, it discourages certain people from wanting to jump in there and represent community. Um, And it just dilutes minority um, representation overall. It splits our communities and it just makes it hard for us to advocate, you know, for people on both sides of the aisle, whether Democrat or Republican, to compromise because the power is shifted in such, you know, one way. So when you think about the lawsuits, it was two things. We, um, you asked me about the timing of it. We intervened or or filed suit. It was uh, um, Florida Rising, Legal Women Voters, Black Voters Matter, and Equal Ground against congressional districts across the state. 
And um, our goal was to have changes or to kind of reel back those maps that diminished our Black power before this November um, 2022 election. There were certain spots where we thought that immediately there could be action taken by the courts to reverse those maps. We initially won in a preliminary injunction and then on appeal, we lost. But that doesn't mean that the, the lawsuit is over. It just means we have to keep pushing through to trial, which could take us, you know, several years out. So we are trying to look for ways to do interventions um, through the courts. But in the meantime, we're continuing to educate voters, not only on what their new district is, but how to hold their legislators accountable, not just for like in real time what they're doing, but hold them accountable for the maps that they pass that's diminishing their power across the state. On a local level lawsuit, we are um, suing the city of Jacksonville for something called packing. So um, they have traditionally, they meaning um, the city packed black members of black voters in Jacksonville into four precinct districts, um, seven, eight, nine, and 10. And what we've seen is that those districts are not in good condition, you know, as far as roads, infrastructure, many of those are in food deserts, meaning that they have no access to fresh fruit, fruits and vegetables or grocery stores. If there are, there's just one. And there's many other things in which, you know, funding and allocation doesn't make its way to those districts because we're outnumbered on the city council as a whole. So based on the numbers and based on the way the maps that have could have been drawn, we are, and, and based on what people um gave public comment on that was ignored during the process. We want the courts to decide that the maps could have been drawn differently to give Black representation more power across Jacksonville and not just pack our voices into four districts in which, based on a 19-member um, district of city council, that's very small representation to get anything from funding to just, you know, proper policies passed here in Jacksonville. So we're asking the court to intervene there. I know I said a lot, so I'm going to pause <laughs> for a second. No, no, no. This is, I'm so glad that you're, yeah, that you're sharing all of this because this is, a lot of us may not know that. Like, I didn't know that, especially because I live in, you know, in the Orlando area. So I appreciate you sharing that because it's, I and I really appreciate what Florida Rising is doing and getting involved and fighting to make sure that our voices are heard, right? Even though this is going to be, and a lot of times with, with um, situations like this, this is a long game. This is a long fight, right? So in the meantime, we have to do the work of educating people, like what we're doing here today on Every Block Rising, when we come on and we have people share this information with the audience so that they are aware of what's happening, but they also know you know, what they can do about it in the meantime, right? So that grassroots effort that, that you're doing in your community. And I think that there's two things. A lot of times, a lot of this can be overwhelming. People just feel like there's yes. so much. What can I do, you know? But then the other part of it too is how everything is so connected because how this is connected to your voting rights, right? And we can't depend on... Um, certain parts of the government always protect us or when we need the protection and be there. And we know that um, the Supreme Court, I think, is going to be the cases of affirmative action is coming up. They've already gutted voting rights for us. I mean, so much is happening right now that we're we're watching things sort of 
crumble around us. But I think having the information and being informed, being educated about this is going to help us so that we can you know, just be there to support one another in our community. So I really appreciate you sharing all of that. And would love for you to just maybe tell the audience right now, what could they be doing, you know, from the smallest to the, to the biggest ways that they can be engaged in some sort of activity? Sure. So um, one thing that's helpful is just hearing people's stories. So sharing your story on how um, the redistricting process has impacted you or how you anticipate it will impact you based on the changes. Um, that's important, not only when organizations are, are litigating for fairness, but also when we're advocating to our state legislature, our local governments about you know, how to do the right thing. There may be an opportunity as the litigation um, moves forward for the maps to be redrawn. And one thing that the 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 either the legislature or the courts courts need to take into consideration is the communities that are directly impacted. Um, I mentioned earlier holding your legislators accountable. Don't let up on the process. Make sure that whoever is representing you based on, you know, redistricting and based on the elections is doing what they need to do for your community. If it's okay or it seems to be okay for our communities to not have resources or not be represented fairly, it will continue to happen. Let's speak out, you know, join, shameless plug, but let's join Florida Rising and we mobilize to Tallahassee and we're asking you to phone bank or send text messages or or do actions at certain offices of of elections officials when things aren't going in the right direction for our communities. We need your voice because there's power in numbers. So yes, um, from my block in Jacksonville, you know, I'm working tirelessly, but I'm working for everyone across the state and need you all behind me when I'm stepping in meetings. Um, and, and when we're, we're litigating in court, we need to know that we have the voices of the people behind us. Those are ways to plug in, get more information, ask more questions, find out next steps, um, figure out when and how you can hold legislators accountable, how you can tell your story. Um, if there's a possibility for public comment that opens back up on any level of government regarding redistricting, we need everyone there. Um, and we need you really, really holding, you know, elected officials to the fire on this. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing those dates. And, you know, um, for you guys that may not be in the Miami or Jacksonville area, you can still go to floridarising.org and you can see a list of different events that are happening all over the state that you can get involved in. Um, but that sounds amazing. And I'm so glad that you all are doing that. It is so needed right now. Listen, Monet, this has been so informative. Um, I want to thank you so much for coming in and giving us this lesson on redistricting and what we should be doing about it. Um, to our audience, um, we thank you for joining us today, and we hope to have you back for another episode of Every Block Rising. See you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We appreciate you. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you like the show and would like to support us, make sure to go to floridarising.org and become a member. Until next time.